Welcome to Trust Me, the podcast. We are your hosts, Beth Finkel and Kiana Salucci. And we are here to share with you how we create magic in our everyday while balancing family, careers, and relationships. Oh, my love. It's so nice to see you. I feel like it's always nice to see you you and chat. I know. I missed you this week. It's been a crazy um, busy week. Like it's like I feel like the week went yeah. by so quick. I don't know. Yeah, with with my mom kinda she's doing great, but I would say how she's she doing. In, she's doing great. She's in like rehab mode. But it's still just like something on my mind taking right. up space. Yeah. Um but Mike was traveling as well. So what a what a great topic to talk about setbacks. Because I feel like I was in it this week with my mom and then Mike was traveling. He was in California for business and the kids were just wild this week. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, for me, I actually was going to come into this discussion of what is a setback, What you know, kind of saying, I don't really know how to get through it, but I actually feel like I did pretty well. Because, you know, my kids were just not really cooperating as kids just don't because they're kids. And it didn't like put me on the floor. You know what I mean? Like I didn't have any major meltdowns. I didn't like scream my head off at them. And so when I was sort of reflecting today about setbacks, I'm like, wow, you're actually feeling your emotions. I even actually texted my sister-in-law. And so like there's reaching out, right? I even actually reached out and said like, I'm in it. I'm like struggling. And just to like normalize with her, she's like, this won't be long and you're in it, but you know that you're in it. So how are you going to get out of it? Yeah. I think that Dan and I were talking about it because he was like, what are you guys discussing on your podcast episode, your next podcast episode? And I was like, we're talking about setbacks. And he was like, ooh. Like, <laughs> that's sexy. Ooh, that's good. That's a good one. And I was like, yeah, I was like, there's so many different aspects um, and, and how we look at setbacks. And I'm not saying that me personally, like I've always been perfect with it and I knew how to deal with it. And honestly, I haven't been and I'm still learning and I, I'm still not. Um, but everything with practice, right? Um, setbacks are one of those things that a lot of times we don't know how to deal with them because they come without warning. Yeah. They come without warning, things that you can't prepare for. And if we're not currently, and even if you are, but if you're currently not in the right state of mind, meaning you're already struggling within, there's other things going on, the setbacks could be detrimental. They can they can leave you stuck in an area where the setback turns to a roadblock. And that roadblock turns to defeat. And and when I look at setbacks, I look at them in those three categories. Like, to me, setbacks are like, they can be as easy as, you know, 
oh, you know, I, I, I have to write this paper and the paper is due on Monday and at 3.30 and, you know, I might not be able to get it to him to 3.40. You know, yes, it's a little bit late. I apologize that things have come up, but is it something that's going to fall apart? Mm-hmm. Then I look at roadblocks. And roadblocks are something that are a little stronger. They're like, hey, that paper's due Monday at 3.30. I can't get it to you till Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And then that might come with a little bit more of like, you know, does the paper, does the person need it on Monday? Will they be angry? Will this change up the whole week? Will this, you know, so they're a little bit more powerful. And then it's defeat where you just totally blow, don't do the, don't hand in the paper and that costs you your job or that yep. costs you that role or whatever. And yep. so these are three categories and how I look at it. And it can go from something being a setback that was so minor, right? Because setbacks are like a, like a speed bump. They're meant to slow you down a little bit, mm-hmm. but that mm-hmm. setback, if you don't know how to deal with it, it can turn into defeat. Well, so what you're talking about is almost like the very first phase of a setback. And whether you move forward or you go to defeat, it's sort of the difference between having a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. Yes. And I think that's one of the, the blessings that I have learned over the last handful of years is to really get into that growth mindset because then I really quickly get past the part of like, this sucks. This isn't fair. Mike's in California. I'm with the kids. You know, Nico's having meltdowns. You know, why is this happening to me? That's like fixed mindset, right? If I am automatically in growth mindset, I'm like curious, what can I do to switch it up? Am I resting? You know, how did my day start yesterday? What can I change the next morning? to have it be better? How can I reach out and ask for help? So I was in this growth mindset all week. And and truly, I never got to the point where you're talking about of a roadblock, because the obstacles never felt so high that I couldn't see a path forward. Yep. And there's so many times where me personally, I went to like, I took a setback and it turned into a roadblock. Because now I'm like, okay, now since you can't seem to figure out how to move forward, how to, you know, slow down, think about it, strategize to keep going. You can't do that. So now you're letting that setback literally stop you from moving. And the thing and now stops you, then. It stops. And then you got to find, you got to reroute. You got to find out like how to get past this. It's, and it's, it becomes something major. And And I think a lot of people don't sometimes even get to that finding part. They just stop. They stop, but it's the mind. It's your mind. It's literally taking what's in front of you, right? Taking that minor setback of whatever it is that slowed you down, that, you know, you had to, you know, change the way you were moving or rethink or, or power through whatever that is. If you do not know how to change your mindset, it will easily become defeat. Yeah. 
And I think it becomes defeat because the emotions that we bolt on to that mindset are things like fear and anger Uh and resentment instead of things like compassion and curiosity and grace. You know, we need to also think what emotions are we bolting onto this experience and are they the best ones to help us spar through them, through this setback? I know anger doesn't serve me. Like if I'm no. struggling with my kids and that's the emotion I have in my toolbox, it's just making the situation worse. But if I, in contrast, have curiosity in my toolbox, I can actually use that as a tool to figure yeah. out how to move forward. And what you and what you have to be like conscious of is the fact that like it consumes you, right? So once you have that method of I can't find a way out. I'm not, I'm choosing not to find a way out. I want to be stuck where I'm at that roadblock. It consumes you. So the things that you say become that, the, how you act, how you walk, how you talk become that. So it could be as simple as like, it's going to rain every day, but Friday, it's going to be rainy and nasty every day, but Friday. Right. And that could be your initial way of talking. Or it could be, oh, my God, Friday is going to be so nice out. I can't wait for Friday. And it will consume so much of you that the positive way of thinking and talking becomes uncomfortable. It's so spot on. I can think about just as we're using the example of rain and and kind of tying it to how much we learn from our kids. I actually was complaining about that one day and I was taking Harper to school. I was complaining about the rain. I really didn't want to get out and like get all wet. And she goes, it's okay, mom. We need rain for the earth to feel good. The rain's okay. And I was like, damn, she just seriously dropped some she schooled you. knowledge. She yeah. dropped some knowledge on me. Like yeah. it is okay. We need the rain. The mm-hmm. earth needs the rain. Yeah. The earth is like- part of us. Beth, that like literally sets me up for the fact that you need the rain and you need the sun, mm-hmm. right? If it's always sunny, nothing grows. And like, I take that as setbacks or, you know, things that slow you down a bit and success coincide. Like you need the peaks and the valleys, the highs and the lows. You need them. And the higher you start to climb to become successful or whatever that is, that could be in a marriage, a relationship, work, career, whatever it is, the higher you start to climb and that road to success, the more shallow those lows become. They don't become as low. And I feel like, but you need both of them. They have to live together because your highs- Yes, your highs will show you where you want to go, but your lows will always direct you and get you there. And that's what Harper was telling you. It's like, no, hon, mom, we need this rain. This rain is going to bring, you know, nutrients to the earth, which feeds us. You know what I mean? And when the sun comes, the sun's going to give us the nutrients and things that we need. So like they both coincide, but it's one way or another like that you look at it. Yeah. I want to go back to what you were saying about 
the what you put yourself into in your mindset is sort of what you attract. And and that goes yep. back to that manis- the law of attraction. Mani- the law of attraction and manifesting. Mm-hmm. So I was just kind of following Oprah as we know we both do because we love yes. her. But she just talked about the power of yourself. And you don't just automatically deserve everything that you manifest. You have to be ready for it as well. So if you're not in in alignment with what is is openly coming to you, then you're going to miss it. And so that's another thing that I'm trying to figure out for myself because I think I would have maybe called this little funk that I'm in over the last month as a sort of like stagnation or whatever. But I'm almost like now thinking about it is like I'm getting ready for like that next big thing. Yeah. And it's trying to tell me something and it's trying to just say, okay, it's just, it's generally part of the process. Setbacks are generally part of the process of evolving and we have to accept them as inevitable parts of the process. So that we can show up in our full power. It's the one thing that all successful people have in common. It's how they persevere through the setbacks. Every successful person has had those. You have to learn how to keep pushing, keep moving. You need those. You need those slowdown periods. You need those periods where you have to kind of regather and, and keep going. They're necessary. And for a lot of us, you know, even even like, you know, there's things that like I think were instilled in us, right? Like failure is not an option. I would never fail. Yeah. You know, like failure was always looked at as like this negative thing, this lower bottom, you know, placement that no one ever wants to go. It's where people die and it's like this bottomless pit, right? It's shameful. It's shameful. It's like this thing. And it's almost like, you know, it was instilled from everything. I mean, I remember like posters on the, you know, in your classroom in elementary school where failure was always a bad thing. I remember like- like the cat hanging on. Yes. Like I was like about to drop into the ether. Yes. It was like literally. So like these are things that were instilled in us, how failure, but what that does is puts fear. So people- Beth, do you understand there are people that don't even believe in themselves? Uh, I believe like, that. I believe that. There are people that don't believe in themselves. I don't care about anyone else, but you, there are people that don't believe in themselves. Like, from the fear of failure. Some, yeah. there's most people won't start that new job start that new business, start that new routine, whatever it is, because of the fear of failing. Like, do you understand, like, how detrimental that is? Like, you're, like, you're, you're cheating yourself. You're stopping your, your the growth of your life. You're stopping everything. You're not becoming a quarter of what you're set to be because you're scared yeah. of failing. Of I was a sitting, setback. I was sitting in therapy with Nicholas the other day, and Nicholas is nine, 
And we're starting to have this battle back and forth around like what video games are appropriate for him Uh and what games aren't. And it's sort of like this, you know, battle. And, and so we're talking it through with his therapist and he goes, you know, why don't you want me to, to watch these video games? Or, I know we're talking about like some of the violent ones, like the shooting games and whatever. And I said to him, you know, there's so much in this world to explore, to fill your mind with, so you can evolve as a person that I don't want you saying yes to something that's going to take that opportunity all away. And so we started debating it back and forth. And honestly, as I was talking to him, I sort of started talking to myself, right? Because it could be anything for me too. It's like, there's so much like elevation factor for everyone. Like there's always a precipice of an elevation factor, But if we're saying yes to the things that sort of make us say no to what's going to elevate us, then we're never going to get there. And I think when when talking about setbacks, it's like, okay, if I say yes to just stopping or if I say yes to moving on to a new project because this one got too hard, then what I'm saying no to is really slingshotting myself into that elevation yeah and so i don't know like in a way i kind of feel like if we look at a setback almost as a slingshot into something that's way more productive because we're saying yes to whatever we're turning the volume up on yeah and i think that like you know your setback is temporary that's not something that stays It's not something that, like, you know, that lingers. Like, it's there. It teaches you a lesson and keeps you going. Yeah. If you let it teach you a lesson. If you you let it teach you a lesson. But it's all in your mind. It's a mindset that you have. And you, you can't be afraid to fail. You can't. You can't be afraid to fail. I think like the goal... go ahead. I feel like the the biggest things that I've learned, even with my even with kids, right? Like I think of it as there's been times where I had mom fails, right? Like straight up mom fails. I remember when the, the twins were they were probably like six months old, maybe a little bit, maybe like six or seven months old. I decided to put on my super mom hat. And say, you know what? I'm taking them out to breakfast by myself. And it was a failure. I failed in everything, in every (laughs) aspect. I didn't change the diapers before I went straight into the, you know, to the restaurant. Zara had a blowout. Um, Ike's touching salt and pepper and, and sugar. We ordered our food. Mine came first. The kids didn't even come. It was like all these things <laughs> that were like, I, I, I just bombed. But it was the fact that I took those things and I said, you know what? I am going to do this again. But next time I do this, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. And you know, I'm more. going to say this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to. And when I did it the second time, I probably still failed in some ways, but I was so much more confident. 
I was better at it. And then I took those things that I failed at. And then the third time when I went to the point where I became a pro at it. And people would literally like, oh my gosh, you're so brave. Oh my gosh, how do you do that? Oh my gosh. you. But it was something that I was like, you know what? I enjoy going out. I enjoy having this time. If I'm going to be with my children the majority of the time, I'm going to almost like mold them into and to do the things that like we we want to do. And I don't want to yeah. be afraid or at home or scared because I might fail. But it showed me that like, hey, this is going to keep happening. You're going to keep learning and and navigating <laughs> through this. But the hardest part is actually doing it and failing. It's so true and such a good lesson, especially for new moms. I think. Mm-hmm. Because I actually am that rem- I haven't thought about this memory in so long, but I remember when ne- I was a new mom with Nico, he was a baby. It was like, I was deathly afraid to go in public with him. And like, I was afraid I was going to have to breastfeed him. And I remember taking him out, putting him in the cart, going into Target. As I'm walking in, he starts crying. I immediately <laughs> take him out of the cart <laughs> put it back in the car and drive home. Like I, like I couldn't do it, but that was like, that was a setback and a major failure. Like I was going to return some stuff from, you know, the registry that like, you know, didn't work for us. And, but I'm like, you did it. You, you actually tried, you failed, but you're going to do it again. Yeah. Fast forward to like many kids later where I'm like sitting on a shelf (laughs) in the back of target you know, wide open, just feeding a baby on my boob, like just nothing to see here or look if you want to don't care. It's just a nipple. But like literally in the wide open, I kind of cover myself with one side of the cart. And and it's just like the transformation from those two experiences actually happened through intentionality. And this can be with anything going on in life, like I've had people say, like, you know, how do you how, how do you navigate through that? How did you, you know, you make it seem so easy? Or, you know, how did you like I look at you, Beth, sometimes. I'm like, Beth has four kids. Like, she this bitch never looks tired. Like, how does she do it? <laughs> how does she navigate through this? How does she how does she do these things? How does she and it's because of the fact that like we failed. We failed multiple times, but it doesn't stop us from, from persevering. And that you accept setbacks as part of the process. Like you already know that they're going to happen and you're put them in with that. Yeah. 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 Put, put them in the business plan. Like, you know what I mean? Put it in the, like, like account for these things happening. Like setbacks will happen. They will happen and they will continue to happen. They they will. You just got to keep pushing through it and and or don't even be scared to try it. Yeah. Try almost it. It's like it's almost like you just got to assume you know nothing. <laughs> like as you're trying to do something new or even something like not as grandiose as like running a business, right? Like I'm trying to figure out how to meal plan. And it's literally been a pursuit of mine for like seven years now. And 
sometime over the last few months, I had just said to myself, you literally are just not going to figure this out. So just try your best, you know, try stick into something that's working for you. And then when it changes and it's a setback, use that to mold it and and elevate it to whatever else it's going to be. Because if you try to stick to one thing and then that one thing is forevermore, that's that very rarely is the case in life. Yeah. Yeah. But instead of getting frustrated, like I've been trying to meal prep and eat three vegetables a day and not waste food. Like how many freaking bags of salad have I thrown out? Like pretty much 100% of them. So I literally don't buy them anymore because I have learned, bitch, you're not eating that salad. You are not going to make that salad. You are going to put it in your fridge Take it out of your fridge and throw it away on Sunday night when you are ready to buy the next bag of salad because it's now. Morning. Why? Speaking of salads, I'm just going to get off topic really quick. <laughs> Why are salads so much better tasting when someone else makes them? I know. It's so true because they make them because you're not making a salad at home. It's and so much better when someone else does it. Home, it's pretty much romaine lettuce and tomatoes because that's what you have. That's fresh. You're not getting the crunchy onion straws and the feta cheese and the candied walnuts at home because you don't have that in your pantry. I'm cracking up. Salads are one of those things that taste so much better when some, even if it's not even me making them, even if I'm not like ordering out, like if Dan's making it or my sister, whoever, like it tastes so much better to me when someone else makes it. I don't know why Salads I had to get off topic. Are so but extra. They're they so are. extra in their presence. So don't buy the bags of salad, people. You're, you already know that this is You're not going to be out. part of the meal plan. <laughs> Same thing can be said about the sweet potato, by the way. <laughs> like, you're already not going to cut up that freaking hunk of uh, starch. So just don't even buy it. Like, I know you have visions of, like, healthy, crinkle-cut sweet potato fries, but it's just not going to happen. Wait, Bess, are you telling me to buy the frozen <laughs> ones already? <laughs> Is that where you're going? Is this turning into a shop or not? Like, do... <laughs> This are you telling them to like buy the crinkle cut sweet potato fries already frozen? <laughs> yeah, if that works, and you know, because my even if I got to the point of making the crinkle cut, my kids wouldn't eat them. Even though that's what I think that I need to get to, they're not going to eat them. So, like, truly using that setback as an opportunity to say, okay, keep it simple. What works? What works yeah. for us as a family? What works? Because I can't stand throwing away food. Like I have like this inherent like disgust anytime food is wasted. And so I have to do my part there and actually start and and eat simpler because that's just where my kids are in their palates and where we are as a family with time and what we can put together. Like I just have learned that that's kind of what I need to stick to. Yeah. I feel like I have like one of my personal things and this is going to, I'm like really like laughing because I'm saying this out loud is for the longest time I've been wanting to do a Pilates class. Right. And just like, you know, after having babies, I just need to get this pelvic floor together. I need to get some strength in my core. And it's something that like, 
intrigues me. Like I, I watch videos, like, you know, short videos. I'm like, oh my God, I want to start doing that. Right. And I've been talking about this for years. And I remember when I was like, after I had the twins, I started this Pilates class and I did like a couple sessions. Um, but then my life changed and I was moving and all this kind of stuff, but I want to actually do it. But I have this fear that because I don't know what I'm doing, I'm terrified to start it. And it sounds so minuscule. What are you afraid of? You think you're going to like shit shit on the board? No, no. (laughs) It is, it's nothing to... Wait, shit on the board? No, it has nothing to do with Wait, that. Wait, is isn't Pilates where you like move back and forth on that board? Yes, with the perfectionist okay. reformer. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> but no, it's not that. It's 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 not about shitting on a board, <laughs> and it's not even about like it's like what are you again? You're like what are you afraid of? It is solely because I am starting something that I don't know. Yeah, but just assume you know nothing. And everything new that you do, that's the whole thing. And it's crazy because it's like, girl, like you're scared of going to sign up for a reformer Pilates class because you don't know how to do it. You don't know anything about it. But like, you've done open businesses, you've done did this, you've done did that. And like, but I am, that's like, it's fear based. It's fear based. And I'm, I'm going to get over it. I am going to get over it. But I had to like literally, as was confession. Well, now session. you put it out there. I had to so put it out you there. have to get over it. I know. That's what they're we're go- telling our listeners. To yeah, do. they're, like- they're going to say, Kiana, have you started your reformer Pilates class? It's going to hold have me accountable. Sh- have, have you, you shit on, on the, the table? <laughs> shit on the board? I mean, no, it depends. we could all probably say we have done that before because shit we've all gone through labors. <laughs> shit on a board. Like shit on a shingle. <laughs> Oh, now Guys. that we've gone totally left. Yeah, I don't um, know what's going t- on. <laughs> no, but it's I'm so tapping true. Out. It's so yeah. true. I think, you know, I, for me going into this next week, we're kind of back on a normal state. You know, it's Sunday today. It's beautiful. My, you know, I, I did the thing that I always sets me up, which is running. And that's the other thing. Like I couldn't really get out and run last week because Mike's away. And so you like, I, I already was off. And so I already was like, all right, well, of course you're off. You're not doing what you need to do to like get yourself together. And so today I started my day and even thinking about this topic, you know, for our runners that are listening, running is never that sport where you're like, I can't wait to go. Like I like running, getting started on a run is hard every time. But you know the benefit that it brings and and you know it's going to take you at least a good 10, 15 minutes for your body to like get into a groove. And I was thinking about that today when I like ran past one, this guy that runs too. You know, we do this thing as runners where we kind of just like put our hand up. We always say hi, but it's like you don't talk to that person. And it's almost like hi in community says like, we know that this is hard, but we're doing it anyway. Because mm-hmm. we know we have to push through the hard. Yep. And so that was like a, an epiphany for me this morning as I got out there. It's like, yeah, you had the shittiest weeks, week last week. And if I'm being honest, it's been kind of like a shitty three weeks. Yeah. But you're getting back on your path. And it's starting today. And that wave yeah. kind of signaled that for me. Yeah. And you have these. And sometimes like the setbacks will last, you know, it, it could last a, a good bit. 
in the in the sense of like like you said like this has been like a shitty three weeks you know yeah and it's all about the minor setbacks for major comebacks mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. if you could get instill that into your head like these setbacks are going to come and in the in the time period in real time it might seem huge major it might seem like oh my gosh can i even get through this right but one day you're going to look back on that setback and goes oh shit that was that was minor Mm -hmm. in terms of like how big and how strong my comeback was do you get what i'm saying like Totally. Like this was minuscule. And it's not even just minuscule, but it also was purposeful. Yeah. Like you, it, it was minor. It didn't derail you because you had that growth mindset, but it was purposeful. It needed to happen to set you up for whatever that elevated place is that you're supposed to be going to. It's necessary. It was necessary. Like for me today, like that, that, those three, three weeks are probably setting me up for this like bomb summer that I'm about to have with my kids, right? Kids schools are about to end. I'm taking a lot of time off and I'm going to probably have one. I say this every year, but I already know it's going to be one of the best summers that I have had with my kids. And I think it's because I'm in that mindset, like, let's go. Like we struggled a little bit here, but we got it. We have each other and we're moving forward and we're about to pop off and have the best summer ever. Yep. But that's a, that's a mindset you have to have. Like, yeah. this is where we're at right now. This feels uncomfortable. This feels, you know, hard. But like, do you see what's going to happen? Do you see how this is going to open so many other things up for me? I'm willing to go through this to get yeah. to the other side. Yeah. And I think doesn't that's a mindset. Scary. Doesn't feel doesn't as scary. Doesn't feel as scary that way. Yeah. So you have to have, it's a mindset that you have to have of knowing that like where you are and recognizing where you are because where you are, a lot of times you can't change. You can't change that second, right? You can't change what happened. And a lot of times we get stuck on what happened. We get stuck on who to blame and who's the reason why that we don't understand that we are becoming the reason why we're still, we're still here. Yeah. You know, it's easy to point fingers. It's easy to point fingers of like, Oh, you know, I didn't get that promotion because my bop, my boss sucks. And then you get so stuck in that, that you become the sucky person. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And it's like, you get to that point where like you become that sucky person, you become that negative, you become that boss or whoever hurt you or whatever. Mm -hmm. And now Mm -hmm. you can't get out of it. So understanding that where you are is temporary. Setbacks are not forever. They're, they're speed bumps. You know, it, it forces you to slow down. Sometimes it forces you, forces you to even like, Think about like, is this the right path? But they're never there to stop you. And I think that's where you have to get to. And even if they're more restrictive than a speed bump, like a a roadblock, right? Yeah. It just forces you to slow down and find another way. Pivot. Yeah. Pivot. But one thing I want to just key in for our listeners that you said, because I feel this, is that you can't always change it in that exact second and you just have to sit with it. And that has been a lesson of a lifetime for me because I am so impulsive. 
that when I am met with a setback, I immediately want to change the outcome. I immediately want instant, you know, gratification and and not to feel that shittiness and like to get through it. Like I want it to happen like that. And it doesn't. Life doesn't allow it to. And so for me kind of turning down the volume of my impulsivity, I think that's a huge point because you have to just kind of sit with things sometimes, even if they're uncomfortable. Or you, or the setback happens and you don't even realize that you don't understand it and you end up having another setback shortly after, you know what I mean? Like because you're not learning from it. You're not understanding it. You're not inviting it in and, and changing it and switching it. You're not willing yeah. to do that. So sometimes like, you know, for the people out there that are, are, you know, like, you know, are thinking this is always happening to me. I feel like I can't get anywhere because something's always happening. It's like, yeah. because you're not, you're not taking the time that life's throwing at you to slow it down rethink gather some things and move forward and sometimes moving forward is moving forward in a different direction sometimes moving forward is moving forward in a different pace in a different area you know what i mean like we have to look at these setbacks as something that is much needed it's necessary for growth and for successful you know to be successful these are the things that everyone has to go through but you have to go through it with grace and understand it and to learn from it and to keep pushing forward, not getting stuck, not dwelling and not causing defeat because you couldn't pivot or you couldn't, you know, and not accepting the right mindset, like not accepting that that's your evolution. Yeah. I love that. You know what I mean? People say like, this is what it is. You know, you can't change yeah. it. What are you going to change? This or is what it is. Risk. It is what it avoid is. Avoid yeah. risk at all costs. At all costs. Because of fear. I list, I took a screenshot of this quote from Josh Watskin, who's basically a famous martial arts person. Yeah. And he's like the top of his uh, sport. And he wrote the book, The Art of Learning. But he says, if I want to be the best, I have to take risks others would avoid. Always optimizing the learning potential of the moment and turning adversity to my advantage. That said, there are times when the body needs to heal, but those are ripe opportunities to deepen the mental, technical, internal side of my game. And and essentially what he says when he's aiming for the top, or when he's aiming to evolve, you have to use your obstacles as sparring partners Yeah, and to say, okay, how am I going to bob left? How am I going to use another part of my body? How am I going to rest as a competitive advantage? And I just love that so much because he really talks about like excellence in its purest form. And part of excellence is accepting and moving through inherent setbacks that are just part of the plan part of the plan and i feel like we have to get in that mindset we have to get our mind our minds right and to navigate through life because if our minds aren't right we're, we can get caught up in this entanglement of these setbacks and roadblocks and defeat and they can become very detrimental we can lose everything if we don't yeah. train our minds to keep pushing through to persevere and I've seen it happen to people. And I think one of the hardest things is watching someone drown 
and something that they could have grew from. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or move forward. I think that's the hardest part is like is, is watching someone literally accept just defeat. Accept defeat as part of life. Yeah. This is what happens. This is my life. This is how it is. And it's the saddest thing because it's like you have no idea that on the other side of things, it is a brighter, greater way of living. Yeah. Oh, what a great conversation this morning on this beautiful day. Yeah. I mean, it's so funny because like you're like, it's beautiful and it's raining here. But yesterday was so beautiful. Yeah. And we and like Harper said, we need the rain. So the plants can grow so they can have their nutrients so they can, so we can then have our nutrients because we consume them. So like. Even changing your mindset to say, okay, what is the definition of beautiful? Right. That is beautiful. How you just said that. And it's probably not by definition, beautiful where you are, but that is beautiful. This morning when I woke up and I was like, oh, cause it rained yesterday. Like the, the, of the half of yesterday, I think it was like in the evening, and I was like hoping that like it would get all the rain out and then today would be, you know, sunny and bright. And I woke up this morning and I was like, oh, I think it's going to rain all day. And I was just making a statement. And Dan was like, Kia, I'm not even mad at it. I kind of needed this rainy day just to kind of like sit around. Let's make some like, yeah. let's make a stew and, you know, let's oh, just chill out all day. And I'm like, yum. and I'm like, yeah, let's make fisherman stew. Like, let's do like. And it felt so good. And not that I woke up in a negative mindset. Not that I woke up in a very negative mind state. I was just stating the obvious. And even doing that, he just turned it into like, yeah, but this is going to be the best day. Yeah. So I love that. But it takes a mind. Let me let you go to your best day ever. That soup sounds so good. Especially if he's making it. <laughs> no, I'm making it. So, but it's going to be oh, good. still so good. Still, still so, good. so good. You and Dan probably fight on who's like a better cook. You know what is so funny? Dan hardly ever cooks anymore. Oh well, then he what's will. Yeah, <laughs> what's up with him? No, he hardly yeah. ever cooks anymore. Like so, like I I say that I'm like, do you miss cooking? Like you know, because we own the restaurant. I'm like, do you miss cooking? And sometimes, like he's like, you know, he does, but like. I do most of the cooking. I think, like, I actually enjoy doing a lot of the yeah, cooking. Yeah, you love cooking, too. Yeah, you know, cooking is, like, my my jam. That's my way to my, yeah. that's my love language. Yeah. I feed you all day. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so I'm going to cook. And that's our too. love language from you, because we will eat all day. <laughs> yeah, oh, my gosh. You guys will. I'll, I'll, be love like, I'll be like, Yanni's coming over, and Mike's like, is she going to bring her Spanish rice? <laughs> like, it's, like, 10 o'clock on a Tuesday, but I'll ask her. <laughs> right, right. Well, we, we're going to be at a beach house for a week, so there'll be a lot of cooking and food uh, and, and yes. all that stuff. So that's going to be good. Um, cool. But guys, thank you so much for tuning in with us today and, and listening. And we hope that you guys get out as much as you possibly can. If you don't already, follow us on Instagram at trustme underscore the underscore podcast. Like and subscribe to us on Apple and Spotify and if you guys have any topics that we want to talk about, for, feel free to DM us, email us, do whatever. Trust me, bk at gmail.com. Email us anything that you guys, um, you know, any kind of feedback or whatever you guys want us to talk about, and we will. And take care of yourself. Take care, guys. Until next we'll time. see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.
<clears throat> I like how you have your do rag on. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to get like I'm trying to get like OG crazy nineties with them. You know what I mean? 